Amen. Praise God. This morning, turn with you in your Bible to Matthew 18. Matthew 18, chapter, or verse 21. And we're reading to 35, 21 to 35 in Matthew 18. It's a powerful video. I found it. I found out that uh, after talking to my daughter that he has recorded other songs. And uh, I, I really enjoy his spirit and his music. And um, after I first saw that, I thought to myself, how, how can anybody forgive somebody for doing something that was so tragic and taking out a human life, especially a daughter? And the Lord said, it's not that you can do it, but my spirit can do it. The Holy Spirit. I'll give you a nugget. On unforgiveness and becoming forgiveness, it's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it, except be yielding yourself to it. But the Holy Spirit is the one that can actually make it happen. The title of my message this morning will be, Forgive or not to forgive, it's your choice. Or I, I could also add this. Forgiveness has an ugly sister named Un. Unforgiveness. But I want to pray this morning. I feel, I feel very deeply that this is a, this is a subject that touches all of us. And you say, well, I don't have the unforgiveness. Well, uh, bless your heart. I'm glad you don't. And I, I don't want to have any. I know you don't want to have unforgiveness. But it has different levels of unforgiveness. Because there's levels of, well, that person cut me off. I want to go beat them up. Am I going to forgive them for cutting in front of me to something as tragic as Renee's story and I, I just I just know that this morning this message is for me and I know that all over this place there are many who need to hear it and I could have preached different things but I believe the Holy Spirit said to preach this particular message and, and personally to reach those to help reach the ones who are unreachable and touch the ones untouchable. I love those words. Holy Spirit, we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to help us this morning. Help me, Jesus, this morning. Help me, Lord, to get the words out that I have in my heart that it might help somebody understand the power of forgiveness and I glorify your name and we ask that everyone here would be blessed and ears open to hear what you have to say through your word in the name of Jesus amen this is the parable of the uh, unmerciful servant in Matthew 18 let's read then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? 
up to seven times? You know the story. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven, but 70 times seven. Now, I don't know if that was a number in numbers are so important to God. It's not just a number he threw out there, but there was a particular significance about that number. It equals 490. I don't know, and it doesn't really make a difference if I know why that was seven times 70, but God or Jesus said that's how many times. I don't know of anybody in here or myself or anyone I've ever heard of I had to do it that many times, but he says you need to do it. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As it began to settle him, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, or translated back then to today's number of money, it would be uh, equal to 20 years of labor. Just think a lot of you are not that old. And if you have worked for 20 years and a man owed him 20 years of labor on the, in that bags of gold, <clears throat> was brought to him since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife <clears throat> and children and all that he had to be sold repay the debt. Verse 26 at this the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins or one day labor. Now you have 20 years compared to one day. The rest story is he grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servants fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused, he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw that he had, what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their masters everything that happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. He said, I canceled all your, that debt of yours because you begged me to. Should you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I have on you? In anger, his master hand, handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of us unless we forgive our brother and sister 
in our heart. It comes from the heart. You can forgive somebody up here all day long, but then it's going to come back just like that. So you have to be, it's a heart condition. It's a heart situation. You see, there's a universal longing, I believe, for, un, for forgiveness. There's a, our human soul is always wanting forgiveness and, and wanting to get re, re, uh, forgiveness. And uh, grace is a heart of forgiveness. We, we need God's grace. Amen? It's hard to shout this morning if you feel like it. But this is kind of a sombering message because it deals with something that's so deep in our hearts that we must realize, like I said, the Holy Spirit can help us. There's a story I read a while back, and I, I really do like this story. It's about the author Ernest Hemingway. Everybody, anybody ever heard of him, Hemingway? He tells us this, this story. He said, a famous author tells the story of a young boy who wronged his father and ran away from the home to Madrid, Spain, <clears throat> a city far away from home. His father found out what city he was in and in and out of a great love for his son, his father put in an ad in the newspaper reading this. Paco, meet me at the Hotel Montaña, 12 o'clock noon, Tuesday, it's your papa. All is forgiven. I love you, papa. Now, Paco is a very common Spanish name. Paco, father gets to the hotel, Montaña. He finds hundreds of young men and boys waiting for their fathers all waiting to be forgiven. Isn't that amazing? All, we all have a, a desire to be forgiven. You see, Jesus took ad and ad, put an ad in the paper too. It's called the Word of God. And the words, the good news, the covenant, says all is forgiven. Amen? Amen. Little Paco went home that day with his father. Before Jesus died, he hung on the cross, suspended on that cross with his arms wide open and said, I love you this much. And also, the greatest example, the greatest example, even beyond Renee's, that we watched on the video, was Jesus before he died and gave up the ghost, he said, for God, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amazing. You think of how the unforgiveness is a cancer and how, how terrible it was that day for Jesus, but he uttered those words, forgive them. Who are we I asked this question this morning very seriously. Who are we as human beings that we can hold unforgiveness in our hearts towards anybody 
when Jesus was on the cross and said, Father, forgive them. Why? How dare us to do that? You really think about how dare us. Did you know that forgiveness is a sin? I want to go, I don't want to go to hell over that. It's not worth going to hell over, it's unforgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their, tra- their sins, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. Now, I don't know how else that Jesus could have put that that morning or that day was to tell him that you have to forgive or your heavenly father will not forgive you. You can't get any more stronger than that. I ask you, do you want to have forgiveness or unforgiveness in your life? It's too costly. Unforgiveness is too costly. The famous Mayo Clinic reports after years of study, they have found that forgiveness lowers blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, lowers the risk of alcohol and substance abuse, forgives, gives, forgiveness gives ourselves a better self-esteem. Forgiveness. Now, what's the opposite? Unforgiveness. Reverse that and go back. High blood pressure, depression, alcoholism, substance abuse. No self-esteem. That's why it's so costly. And obviously, the highest cost would be missing heaven. A man once said forgiveness is an act of drinking poison and hoping someone else dies. Pretty good, isn't it? Ephesians 4.32 reads, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now there's a word right there that's tenderheartedness, compassion, so important. Colossians 3.13, bear with each others and forgive whatever grievances you may have against them or one another. I had some grievances a couple of times uh, over years and years ago of a couple of gentlemen that was in our town of Tucson, Arizona. And one of them was a pastor named Pastor Stalins, and he's been dead now for many years, and, but when he was in his 80s, he retired from Quincy, Illinois, as a Assembly of God pastor there, and he, he came to the church where we were attending, and Pastor Stalins was kind of a grumpy old dude. I don't know why, I don't know how in the world he kept a church, as grumpy as he was. But he would come in with his wife, and they were so cute. They would dress together, remember? 
they would dress their clothes together and they looked so sharp and 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 but he had a he had something about him that was hard to take he was very gruff rough and tough and pastor that I was working with he went and tried out for another church in Albuquerque New Mexico well this pastor was gone for a weekend and so pastor Stalins walks in the door and it was about this many people and he walks up the door and he comes on the platform and he says where's pastor Brinkle and I said well he is out of town this weekend he looked at me and said, that's all I wanted to know. And he walked off that platform, out that door. And I caught him before he went out the door. I said, what are you doing? And I lost it. I chewed him out. And this old guy is 80 years old and has been pastor for 50-something years. And I, I wasn't even a pastor. I was just intern pastor of the church. And, and I chewed him out. And I was so angry. I said, How come, don't you know better than this is God's house. It's not built on a man. Why are you leaving? Why are you doing this? Well, I just know that pastor, you know, this and that. I don't remember exactly the thing he said, but it really didn't make a difference to me. It wasn't about me of ministering that day. What it was was seeing other people in the church watch him leave because the pastor wasn't there. And I thought to myself, that made me so mad. And I, I had known this guy for many years. And I knew that my dad had problems with him in the restaurant. Because he'd come in demanding things. And my church is over here and I need so many chairs put together and tables and not very pleasant and nice at all. But he, this is the way he was. So I, I just give it to him. And one day, I, the Lord said, okay, you've got to change this. You've got, to, you've got to make this thing right. So we were eating in a restaurant, and I saw him and his wife in a booth over there sitting down and, and talking and eating. And I went over next to him, and I said, uh, Pastor Stallings, I need to ask forgiveness. I'm, I'm sorry for the way I talked to you. He said, I don't remember a thing. Isn't that amazing? He remembered it. He just didn't want me to feel bad. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I began to love him a lot more after that. I realized that he was a man of character. Rough and tough, yeah. But he was a man of unforget. He was a man of forgiveness and forget it. Forgot it, brother. I had another gentleman who at the, at the same time... Uh, short time before we were leasing a house our family was leasing a house from this guy named Roger Prelip and and uh, he was actually not the owner but he was the one taking care of the property uh, for another man who went to another church in town that I knew also so we rented this house for a year and as we're about to move into another house we let him know that we're about to leave and and uh, he was to come do an inspection on the house and uh, as he was doing the inspection he looks around and he says well the carpet's dirty there's a light bulb missing 
And how many places you ever been and they charge you for light bulbs in an apartment complex or house? And you know, I, I had the choice there of paying the two, or losing the $250 deposit or give him all kinds of problems. And I gave him a lot of problems. It, I, I wasn't necessarily far, far away from the Lord, but that day I wasn't close either. And I cussed him out. Now, believe it or not, I did at the time. I don't do it anymore, but at that time, I was not, you know, real close to the Lord, and I, I did call him some names. I'll never forget it, and it sounds so silly. I don't know why I, I put this down in my notes to, to remind myself to talk about this, but it's for somebody that can understand and relate to this. Somebody's going to get something from this. I'm in a bowling alley, bowling with the family, and when he tells me this, I happened to be in the bathroom when he told me. I absolutely, when, when I found out that I lost my deposit, that bathroom had a lot of, uh, they had no acoustics. And everybody that came in the bathroom heard me. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure they thought that something severe was happening and all it was is $250 deposit, but I had to ask him for forgiveness as well. Now, later on, I found out that they were going to leave the church they were at and they were going to come over to another church where we happened to be going. And I thought to myself, well, I can either dance with him and face him uh, when I get there and try to apologize or I can go apologize to him first. I knew where he lived. I'd take the rent check over there too. And so I went to his house one day. I said, Roger, I'm sorry. I apologize for the way I acted. And he said, all forgiven. It wasn't two weeks later, him and his wife walked in the door of the church and stayed there for years. Now see, I had to make a decision. I either did or did not choose to forgive. And I forgave. And we worshiped together for years. And freedom without having to, uh, to worry about it. According to Psalm 66, 18, if you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear you. The Lord will not hear you. Ooh, how many don't want that to happen? I want God to hear me. Forgiveness is the decision to let go. Say let go. Resentment and thoughts of revenge in our lives. We practice the art of forgiveness then God's grace and mercy will abound in our life. I learned that firsthand. How many ever heard of uh, Corey Ten Boom? Uh, there's a couple of them. I know you, do, you two older people do. Corey Ten Boom was born in, eight, uh, born in 1892 and she died in 1983. 
She was a Christian lady who survived the Nazi concentration camp and the Holocaust. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. Anybody ever heard that? I recommend that you, if you find one, to read it, or if you can read it online, or however you can do it. Uh, and they made a movie also called The Hiding Place. She says this, forgiveness is to set a prisoner free and realizing the prisoner was you. And that's what this lady said earlier in the mat on the video. More famous quotes from Corey Ten Boom. She was the lady that was in concentration camp for those years. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. The will can act no matter how your heart is. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. See, he knows and he knew what was going to happen if I didn't ask forgiveness of those two gentlemen. I lost my joy. Amen? Because joy runs deeper than despair. A lot deeper. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. The weak, the weak, can never say forgive. But forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. In other words, if you're strong, you can forgive. You, you're, you will know the forgiveness has begun when you recall those hurts and you feel the power to wish them well. Even after the hurts. I found that in my, in my life, if you... <clears throat> pray for someone it's hard to hate them be mad at them and have unforgiveness if you pray for somebody we also forgive the, because our prayers we don't have the prayers be hindered in any way Mark eleven twenty five, and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive him so that your heavenly Father may forgive you your sins. It's our choice. Our choice. And this morning in closing, I want to, uh, I want to have some time at the altar. And I want to pray with you. Not that I'm going to heal your hurts or heal, heal your unforgiveness, but I have, I believe, an anointing to pray for someone this morning that will be willing to come up and say, I have this in my heart, and I want to get rid of this unforgiveness, or I want to be forgiven. Stand with me if you would all this place. Musicians, if you can come. You know I surrender all. Forgiveness is nothing new. It began in the Garden of Eden. Cain was able to forgive his brother because Abel's, Abel's sacrifice was acceptable before the Lord and his was not. This was actually led to the first murder 
in the Bible? How many, 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 how many murderers has happened since that first because of unforgiveness? John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgiveness is God's nature. You cannot go against God's nature, and that's forgiveness. Bow your heads this morning, if you would, please. <clears throat> Father, we declare forgiveness in this house. We decree forgiveness in this place. Help us, Lord, to be forgivers. Help us, Lord Jesus, to receive forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to pray right where you are. Let the Spirit move in here. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your awesome presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking this morning and moving upon hearts. You know, this morning, Father, that unforgiveness is a sin as you declared. But Lord, we must realize that we must forgive ourselves. Sometimes, Lord, we know it's easier to forgive somebody else than to forgive ourselves. I know that the mental anguish and emotional pain and physical pain comes from unforgiveness, but I know if I don't forgive myself that I'll never be set free. The hurts are real, Father. I know this. And this morning, I know your blood can cover this unforgiveness. I know that you're willing to help us by your spirit this morning come to grips with this situation. Oh, God, as we surrender this morning, as we surrender our right to be unforgiving, we thank you. We surrender it all to you. We know, God, when you sent your son Jesus and he was on that cross that uh, we were on his mind. We need to let go, God. Help us let go this morning of the past. Help us let go of those things that we have held over somebody's head or have been held over our head. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing. You're a healing Jesus. You restore. You refresh. You renew for such a time as this. Arise on healing wings, son of righteousness. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to let go, people. We need to let go. As long as we keep holding on to something, we're 
blocking the power of God. I believe there's a scripture that I was reading that ties in with the fact that if unforgiveness is in your heart, I believe it blocks prosperity. I believe it plugs up the line for things to flow your way. Unforgiveness. I ask you this morning, open up your heart and let the Holy Spirit help you. And you say, well, I don't, I don't really want to deal with this. Can you afford not to? Amen.